Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Hi. Well, my name is Gabriella Million, and thank you so much for having me. And I actually started my profession uh, pursuing becoming a Spanish teacher and did my student teaching. I have to give teachers a lot of credit. They have a lot of patience because I couldn't do it and decided to switch into actually pursuing what I had always dreamed about doing, which was becoming a television reporter. So I've been a television reporter for over five years now, and I'm still a freelance television reporter to this day. Um, But I just finished my last job as a feature reporter for ABC7 in Los Angeles, and I absolutely loved it, but COVID happened. So I'm originally from New York City, um, born there, but kind of raised all over the place to um, Cuban immigrant parents who, you know, sacrificed a lot so that me and my younger brother could have a better life. And... That's why at first I pursued becoming a Spanish teacher because in my parents' eyes or probably in a lot of immigrants' parents' eyes, they thought that something, maybe being a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer, accountant, would be a job that was much more secure. And at the time, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, so I did pursue that track. And once I realized it wasn't for me, I was like, you know what, I've always dreamed about becoming a television reporter and telling stories and being able to be in the media field in that way. So when I finally did pursue it, I think my family wasn't really supportive in the beginning, but later on, as they saw that I reached some level of success, they were like, oh, okay, this is great. Like you're doing your thing. You're, you're able to support yourself. That's, that's all that matters. So at the end of the day, of course, my family, they want the best for me and they have good intentions, but I think there was a lot of fear that went into pursuing certain career paths and journeys that kind of even influenced the way I grew up, even though I did grow up in a different country with different circumstances than my parents. And because of COVID, I decided to come back to New York City because of the pandemic, wanted to be close to family. And now I run my own production company called Vision and Focus Media. Say what? That is so cool. So um, it sounds like a, a journey, you know, at the end of the day, starting as you know a Spanish teacher kind of walking in that path toward it recognizing you know this isn't actually what I want to be doing and shifting gears and embracing you know what it what you saw in your mind and you saw in in your heart to to follow and it worked out you know and so I think that your story echoes so many of the listeners because I think a lot of the times we want we want our kids to do well right so a parent just wants their kids to have everything they didn't have to have stability security um and ease in their life and so because parents see their children being able to accomplish that in a specific way that's why they reject kind of things that seem like they're unclear or unstable um but in your situation and i think a lot of the times when you find you know success quote unquote right like you're not homeless you're you're eating like your bills are paid <laughs> um, that it's like oh okay they they were able to achieve the same thing i wanted for them in a different way and so i actually it's so funny cuz you know one of the posts on instagram that's going to go up is don't you know, don't let yourself doubt your dreams because someone else does. And 
it's not, it's usually the people that we care about and that care about us most <laughs> that end up doubting what we want to do because, um, because of protection and because they, they don't see the vision. But glasses are made uniquely. Like if, if someone wears prescription glasses, someone else can put those glasses on and they're just not going to be able to see as clear. Yeah. So um, I love that you mentioned that for you. What was it that helped you to kind of be able to embrace the journey that you were like, no, this is what I need to do. Cause I assume maybe it wasn't necessarily easy. How did you navigate that? Sure. You know, I will say I was super lucky to have very good and supportive people around me, not just my family, because again, I think a lot of family members have good intentions and it definitely, as far as my family, of course, there can be some toxic family members sometimes, but I don't think that was the case in my in my life, luckily, but I had some really supportive friends and even mentors and professors that were around me. And I think I started realizing in college after I did my student teaching that I really only pursued this path because someone else wanted it for me because there were actually a lot of teachers in my family. So I think that's why my parents saw, oh, okay, being a teacher, you know, it's, it's stable, they're needed. You get a pension at the end. You, there's, you get your summers and vacations off and everything, but there's a lot of other sacrifices that go into it that a lot of people probably don't realize. So yeah, you might have that stability, but you might be sacrificing other things. And that could be time for, with your family. That could be the types of things you wanna teach that the school's not supporting you to teach, or that could just be not pursuing your dream because you're pursuing this career path instead, which was my case. And I really think that because I had good people around me that eventually I used to be very quiet about my dreams because I think my parents or other family members, not just my parents, I don't want to blame everything on my parents, but other family members when I would say, oh, wouldn't it be being a TV reporter or being in the media field, wouldn't that be cool? There were some, some doubts and some you know, maybe limiting behavior as far as telling me, oh, well, that's cool, but make sure you could do X, Y, and Z or do this as a backup. And there's no problem. I, I know you're especially in the financial space as well. So not just a therapist, but you help people with their financial needs. And of course, multiple streams of income is always great. But I think my family was speaking in a sense of, oh, make sure you pursue this first before you do that and not necessarily building multiple streams of income at the same time. That was not the mentality. So I finally started speaking up around my friends because even though I probably quieted my voice around my family, I started speaking around my friends, mentors, professors, and they were the ones that started encouraging me, you know, if this isn't working for you, you don't have to do it forever. You're still in college. You're still young. Like, Life isn't over just because you studied this one thing for three and a half years because I was towards the end of my college degree. So luckily the turning point for me, I went to a professor because I was taking journalism classes for fun. I needed extra credits. It wasn't something that I saw career in at all at the time. And I went to my one professor who I loved, his name is Professor Miller. And I said, Professor Miller, I just finished my student teaching and I hated it. Like, I can't do this. I want to do an internship in media and take more classes in journalism, but I'm afraid that I won't graduate on time and I'm not in the financial place to like not grad. I cannot be taking extra courses, paying extra money, staying over the summer. That's just, that's a no. 
And luckily, because sometimes when you feel like you can't do anything else, going to people and asking for help, that was something I had a lot of trouble with when I was younger, asking other people for help because I didn't want to be a bother. So when I finally did that, he was like, you know what, Gabby, there's an opportunity for Telemundo New York for an internship there. If you get it, like you have to apply and do everything. If you get the opportunity, then I will convince the Spanish department to give you both Spanish and journalism credit so that you can graduate on time because I was pursuing Spanish education. So if it wasn't for me reaching out to someone and saying, I need help, I don't think I ever would have pursued something else. And that was hard for me. I know it probably seems simple, you know, just going to an advisor or to a professor to, you know, talk about your career and your future. Like, obviously, I implore high school students, college students to do that. But it was that was something that was very difficult for me. Maybe it was ego. Maybe it was, you know, not wanting to be a bother. But when I finally did that, it totally changed the course of my career. And I had an incredible experience at Telemundo, eventually became an associate producer there and everything. And then obviously finally pursued my dream of being a TV reporter. Woo, y'all. She just dropped some serious gems. So if you haven't been taking notes, you're going to have to go back and listen to it again. I might have to go back and listen to it again. There are some key things that you mentioned that I that we just cannot like glaze over. And one of them is asking for help and speaking, speaking life into your dreams or your vision, even if you're not exactly sure what it was, right? You're just like, I just kind of have this inkling. You took some journalism classes, that's already a sign, right? Because those were your electives. You could have taken anything and that's what you chose, right? And so that's a sign that that was something that interested you. And then to just entertain possibility with people that you that were the right people to entertain possibility with you said it's not that you weren't talking to your family it's just you knew what you could and you couldn't share with them in that season so Mm -hmm. while you're incubating your dreams there might be people that you have that you have to have limited conversations about your dreams with That does not mean you completely cut them off. That does not mean that you hate them. It doesn't mean that they suck. It just means you're keeping that, you know, you're keeping your dream like like a baby protected as you kind of get it to a place that you can then share it um, and not be as shaken when someone brings doubt and brings limiting vision and beliefs to to the table. And so I love that you shared your your ideas with those who you thought would be helpful in just talking about possibility not even like marrying something just like Mm -hmm. this is where I'm at this is how I'm feeling and because of that boom all it took was for you to say it and then a person matches you and says okay if you do this like this is what I'll do to help you and it may not be you know something huge it might be that you listen to a book and something that they say unlocks you know possibility for you you might listen to a podcast and something that someone says unlocks that for you so um I love that you mention it because community, you know, mentors, coaches, peers, um, having, you know, different levels of people in your space to help you be able to uh, entertain possibility and what what could be is really powerful. Um, As well as, you know, you mentioning that you essentially, right, that you essentially were able to become aware of yourself because some people never get out of the cycle of, of, continuing to go to the wrong people 
for yeah. something different, right? Like the, the mm-hmm. definition of, of crazy is to keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. If I know I can't talk to my best friend about this thing and I keep going back to her, expecting for her to, to support me or expecting for her to cheer me on or expecting for her to have a solution for me, that's me at some point, you know what I mean? In a, in a cycle that is not productive or helpful. So you are able to see like, huh, I'm trying to entertain possibility over here. It's not working. Let me try it over here and see what happens. And so I think that that's a shift that's really necessary too. And then the piece about life not being over. I work with so many. I think it's typically like 25 to like 28, you know, 29, right? Um, Women that are like, the world is ending. And I'm like... It's not though. I I, I hear you. Like it's rough. Like you're going through some challenges. I, yes, you are. But the world is not over. Like your life, you are not dead yet. Like you, your eggs are not completely dried up. You know, the person that you're going to be with for the rest of your life, they're maybe they're going to be coming down the, like, so I love that you mentioned that because it really, for college students, but then it's like teenagers feel like the world is ending. Children feel like the world is ending. We feel like the world is ending now. And so it's like, how can we? New mothers. Like (laughs) there's so many stages where you're going to feel that way. You know what I mean? Like this isn't it. You're so right. So many, it's the same thing. So people I talk to are like that. I'm like, Oh, I want to shake them. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So I think that that was a huge one because I think everyone listening, go ahead, send me a DM or something like that. Right. If you've ever felt like the world was ending, like, oh, this is it. Like I'm too old to start a career from scratch or I'm too old to, you know, get married or have kids. I'm too old to start a business or ask for a promotion or go after my dreams. And it's like, no, like yeah. you're being woken up every single day. So that's a new opportunity to live authentically. So then you went from, cause I've never even heard of freelance. Remind me again, reporting. Reporting. Yeah. That's so, like, a, there's just so many, like you can, there, there's just so many possibilities. <laughs> there's so many. And it's funny. Once I finished my opportunity with Telemundo in New York, I was a, a freelance journalist, not necessarily in front of the camera, but a videographer, a writer in different forms. But because I was so fresh and new to the industry, it was really hard being a freelancer and doing just gigs here and there because they want, they want to hire people with more experience as far as freelancing goes. So once I did get more experience, eventually I moved to Florida, was an on-camera reporter there. And then I moved to LA, was an on-camera reporter for two years there. And I just moved back to New York from LA in December. So not that long ago. I mean, right now we're recording this in March and I just moved back a couple of months ago. So it was one of those things where I was like, I had a hard time being a freelance reporter before because I didn't want to lose the, like leave the news industry. That was something that I do love the media industry. I love being a reporter. I love telling people stories. I love that human connection aspect to me is like what makes me want to get up in the morning. And as much as I knew that I could do that through my own media production company in different ways, I didn't want to give that up, especially because that's something that I feel is a positive aspect that I can give to my clients or a benefit because I'm still in like, okay, maybe this mainstream media world where I can help them with their media strategy, whether it's a business or whether it's someone who just wants to get more airtime on their local TV station or national networks. And that's something I'm able to help with because my foot's not completely out of it. And I was like, oh, I had a really hard time once I finished my first media job doing it 
But once I just, I was like, you know what, let me try it. I have my media production company where I'm producing content for people, but let me just reach out to a couple of people. I've networked. I've met a lot more people in the industry. I've worked for them. They, some people have even worked for me. So, you know, kind of that typical saying, you know, be careful um, on the way up because you might need those people on the way back down. And that's, that definitely was something that happened with me. And I was able to get a lot of these opportunities consistently freelancing right now. I'm freelancing mainly for Spanish networks here and there. So, but it's probably just once a week, but it's something where I still kind of keep that muscle going as far as the storytelling aspect, especially in the news industry, but it's not as demanding, which is kind of nice too. Um, because I can kind of work on my own projects, which is amazing. I've had so much fun and there's, my life is actually way more open. I'm not getting called at 2.30 in the morning to cover a wildfire like I used to. Like you do kind of sometimes sign your life away. As much as an adrenaline rush as being a news reporter is, it is a lot of time and work. And that's one thing that, okay, I was like, COVID happened. I'm really just moving back to New York to be closer to family. That was, I was like, I need to be near my family. God forbid something were to happen, especially in the beginning of the pandemic. New York City was like the epicenter of COVID. So I was like, it was one of those things where I had nothing lined up. I just started my production company. I just registered this LLC and was like, okay, I'm doing small projects here and there, like literally just able to keep the lights on at the time. And once I just started reaching out to more people and making sure that and keeping also my community very because my family it's kind of the same thing with okay you had such a good job in journalism in the TV industry now you're starting your own business like that's so risky like what about benefits what about this what about your yeah, health insurance and those were some of the doubts that you know again my parents you would think that I already proved them wrong <laughs> before but they were still worried about those things and. I was, I'm able to provide for myself just fine now, but it was really tough. It was really tough, that transition. Any transition, there's going to be some growing pains, but I'm so happy that I was able to do it because yes, COVID has been tragic for a lot of people, but it has opened up so many new opportunities and ways to meet new people and to touch people from all over the world. Did I think I would be taking classes or even doing podcasts like with you right now remotely before COVID, probably not. You know, we probably wouldn't have met you, even me and you, we probably wouldn't have met if it wasn't for COVID. So it's one of those things where I'm so grateful for this time. I think everybody needed this time, including myself, because it opened my eyes up to, okay, I was able to do this, but now I can do so many other opportunities. Yes, it's it's looking for how you can leverage the position you're in, even if it's not ideal. Like there's hopefully something you can always identify and say, is this like the best situation? No. However, like from this situation, this is what I can extract as far as a lesson, as far as, you know, being able to understand how is this going to serve me in this season to prepare me for the next season or whatever the case may be. So I love that you bring that up. And I really have been saying the exact same thing of like everything that you're saying. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Um, Because it really is a mindset thing, too. You know what I mean? Like, Things could be great, and if your mindset's not in the right place and you're looking for lack and limitation and you're looking for, you know, um, road roadblocks and dead ends, and that's what you're going to find, even if everything is 
is clear and fine. And so that mindset, like it sounds like your your mindset has been in a place and that you kind of, I'm sure, have to keep it in a good place um, to, to see possibility, to see, okay, what can I do in this situation, in this position? And really like actually living, you know, like people will, like you said, take the safe route, you know, there's a pension waiting for you in about 30 years. So you just do your time. Um, and it's like, that sounds like prison. Like <laughs> you just have to, <laughs> have to like do your time and then you get you know, then you get released it's like um life is happening now and how can I live life now in a way that's really authentic to me you said it wakes you up like you you get up and you're energized because you get to tell stories and connect with people and I think that so many people are sacrificing their their living for you know uh what seems like security and stability but if anybody ain't learned nothing there's no such thing as job security other than yourself, you have to always be able to adapt and shift and pivot and, and be versatile because you just could never tell, you know, if you're, especially if you're working for someone else. And so everything that you're saying is just, oh, gems after gems after gems. So where, where can everyone find you? What last kind of words of encouragement do you have for those listening who are creatives and they have these dreams that they want to fulfill, but they're kind of scared. They're not sure where to begin. What would you say? Sure. Well, you can find me definitely on Instagram and Facebook at the Gabriella Million. It's just the, and then my first and last name and my business is called vision and focus media. So if you want to check that out, website is under construction, but it should be done soon. It's visioninfocus.media. And honestly, any words of encouragement that I would give to someone is honestly, the doubts, they don't stop. As much as I have worked in on self-development for years now, I probably got really into self-development about three years ago and working on my mindset and working on myself personally and making sure that I'm more physically happy and mentally happy, even outside of work and career and everything. The doubts will always keep coming in. Life in different ways, there's more responsibilities. Things get harder. They do. It's. I think a lot of people think, oh, once I accomplish this, I'll be happier or things will get easier. No, but I do believe that also with more opportunities and responsibilities come more blessings. And that's what I've noticed. I don't think my life has gotten easier at all, even though I'm more financially stable than I was even three, five years ago. But I have a lot more responsibility, but it's something that I'm excited about that responsibility because it's a responsibility that I chose that aligns with my beliefs and my dreams and my morals. And also the responsibilities that I've taken on are helping other people in some way, whether it's through my business or it's things that I'm doing for fun recreationally. So this idea of, oh, I need to take out the doubts completely. Like, cause I think some people are like, Oh, I'm just doubting myself all the time. I need to remove the doubts. They're always going to be there. Maybe you're able to remove old doubts, but you're eventually going to adopt new ones. And it's not because you're broken. It's because you're human. It's a survival mechanism. So I think that's one thing is I'm still someone I'm so happy with where my life is. I really am. I'm so happy that I'm, I've been able to do what I've done in the past and excited for what I'm working on now in the future. But I stopped out. I'm still scared. And they're not going to go away, but it's how you maneuver them. 
Gabriella, thank you so much for these words of wisdom, for this encouragement that I know someone listening is going to be able to connect with and they're going to feel seen by what you've said. I would love for you to share where everyone um, can connect with you one more time, but just nothing but gratitude and appreciation for everything that you're doing. And wow, just just gems dropped. Y'all need to share this episode with somebody that you know needs to hear it because I know that you're commiserating with your friends. I know that you guys have been talking about things that you want to do so send them this episode and then have a conversation about it but just appreciation for you one more time thank you so much and I really appreciate you know you developing a place to have these types of conversations because I think they need to continue to be told different stories from different perspectives from different age groups and diversities and everything and I, I'm really super thankful for you even inviting me to be on this show and on your podcast. But again, honestly, probably the best place to reach out to me is Instagram at the Gabrielle Million. I'm very responsive on there. So even if you reach out to me in the DMs and you want to talk or you'd like to ask me any questions or continue the conversation, then reach out to me there at the Gabrielle Million on Instagram. All right. Make sure to follow her, engage with her content, and we will talk to you next time, Gems. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.